underway, broadcasting to you from our North Catholic studios in Cranberry Township for this fourth episode of our podcast on North Catholic Athletics. My name is Alex Brown. And I am Ryan Berry. And together we are your hosts for this podcast. And Ryan, we're getting into the thick of things here at the middle of October. Playoffs are getting started coming up in multiple sports. But let's start with football where... The playoffs are in question right now. Yeah, they are. The team is 4-4 four and four overall, 2-2 uh, two and two in conference. Right now it's hovering right around that fourth playoff spot with two huge games left against Indiana, who's 1-3 in conference, and Mars, who is 2-2 uh, two and two in conference, I believe. Yes. And then Hampton uh, is another team that's hovering that's around two and there. That's 2-2. Two. Which is 2-2 uh, two and two or 1-3. and three, They right? are 2-2 uh, two and two in conference. Right. So it's a lot of 2-2s two and twos in conference. Yep, and it's, it might even come down to that Mars game. Uh Hampton could win out, and if North Catholic only won one, then Hampton would be ahead of North Catholic. They would. So, if, if so, hypothetically, if North Catholic beats uh, Indiana, loses to Mars, Mars would be ahead of North Catholic, and Hampton wins out. Hampton's ahead. Hampton's in. We're out. And that, it's really you have to beat Mars. Indiana game it helps, especially if Hampton ends up losing a game. But Hampton has to lose a game if you're going to go under that if you're going to go under that way to get in. The Mars game is going to be absolutely crucial to solidifying that spot in there. North is coming off a hideous performance against Avonworth this past Friday, which we were there for. 37-7, they got beat on senior night. They were absolutely terrible. They haven't scored an offensive touchdown in regulation. Um, since the Armstrong game, and th- that was two two games ago. So here's something that definitely helps North Catholic, is that next week Mars and Hampton play each other. Oh, there you go. And then Hampton has to face Highlands. Who Hampton has to face Highlands the too. The final game of the year. So folks, that doesn't sound too unlikely that North yep. gets in. But even if North, but North has a lot of issues they need to take care of. Uh, hopefully, getting. Uh, more consistency on offense is something that comes forefront, and with that being limiting injuries, uh, and just I think the biggest thing, especially last game, was the problem was was too many losses on first down. Uh, no, I guess a loss you could say is under three yards, but there are a lot of actually yes. negative plays, and there weren't very many wins on first down, which is like I like to say above three yards on on first down, and first down really sets the tone for the entire drive. And, and Absolutely. It, and against Avonworth, they lost too many first downs, and they weren't able to get uh, enough enough big gains. There weren't any explosive plays. Absolutely not. Uh, too much sloppiness, just inconsistency. Or They were consistently inconsistent on offense. Oh, it's absolutely. And on defense, they just got beat by the taller uh, – wide receivers of Avonworth. That was a really a big height disadvantage. That was the tallest team that we have uh, announced. We've seen. Yeah, we've seen all year. Absolutely, and even last year. I, Keystone Oaks was tall in the playoffs. They faced in their first matchup last year in the playoffs, but they were to ha- handle that one by offsetting it with their offense. That game was like a 48-45 game they played against Keystone Oaks last year, and now this year you're in a situation where the offense has not been able to supplant the defense. Well, all that has to be in the past now. You learn from it. You look over the film, uh, and you got to get ready. Right now, you get back to conference play against Indiana, then Mars. Or the Indiana, Indiana yep. then Mars. You have yep. to close out the year. And so, basically, if Hampton loses this week to Mars, North beats Indiana, North has clinched the playoff spot. 
North has to win one of their next two. Hampton only has to lose one. Or North controls their own destiny if they win out. And so North really has the rest of their season in the palm of their hands, which is lucky considering their record at 4-4. Four four. But it is also is their first year at 4A. So build off last week's loss and move on. North can still make the playoffs, and we'll um, keep you abreast of that situation as we move forward with our podcast in the coming weeks. And now let's move on to girls volleyball. Alex, they have not lost a set this entire year. They've not lost conference game, undefeating conference, with only losing one game this entire year to NA in a non-conference game that's just been incredibly dominant. And it speaks to how big of a senior impact and senior leadership this team has that even against teams they know they should beat, they're still able to get up for those games and just be so dominant. I'm using dominant a lot, but there's no other way there's to no describe it. They've yep. just been, they really have been. They've been dominant. And especially against the section teams, as you said, haven't lost a set in section. And then I think they could have played North uh, Allegheny better uh, in a situation. Let's say they played now. And they have a chance to. And they do. October 22nd as they play them again. And thank goodness they do because that's going to be a big opportunity for North to really be able to cement themselves once again as being competitive with even the top the top of schools in the Whippeal and in the state, uh, which they've – shown over and over again but as he talked about the, the leadership of the seniors moving up to 4a one of the the only team in the whip able to move up in classification that's not easy to do and to win the section your first year up there that just shows how good north is and how good the leadership is at north definitely coach federer has had an unbelievable tenure at north she's just been so successful and she's created such a good bond uh, yes. and united the team they're so together which i think really has helped them be so successful and we've done some we've done three or four games this year on the North Catholic Sports Network for volleyball and we've seen how they feed off each other during the games the players on the court feeding off the players on the bench and that happens from the first point that they get to the final point that they get in the third set it happens the entire match yeah they, really they could remarkable. be up 20 22 one and the, they're still excited for the points they're supporting their teammates yes. when the bench players get get put in the players that normally wouldn't play they get a point every all the starters are all celebrating on the bench they don't care that they're not the ones getting the point they just care that the team is all pulling the same rope and scoring the same uh and winning all they care about is winning together and for more on that let's talk to sydney jones we're here with North Catholic senior varsity volleyball player, Sydney Jones. Sydney, thank you for taking the time to join us today. Thanks for having me, guys. Sydney, earlier this year, committed to Howard University to play volleyball for college. What made Howard the right fit for you? Howard has always been the perfect fit for me. Um, ever since I was, I think, three years old, I've been wearing Howard gear. Wow. My whole family oh. went to Howard. Um, my parents both played sports there. Um, it's just a huge deal in my community, and I'm really excited to represent Oh, that's per the perfect fit. It fits right in. Family tradition yeah, now. Yeah, legacy. Yeah. And th this year, Sydney, your team is the only volleyball team in the Whippeal that moved up in classification as you moved up from 2A to 3A. Um, and did that feel like a great compliment to move up and a greater challenge for this year? Yeah, you know, it really felt like a great compliment. Um, it would be really nice to be able to defend our uh, Whipfield Championship and our state championship in 2A, but uh, I'm always looking for a challenge and yeah. see if I can, you know, get some titles under, under my belt in 3A. So, You guys haven't lost a set in section this whole year. What has led to this uh, continued success without even slipping up in a single set? Um, you know, our team's pretty old now. We've kind of been uh, having juniors as a starting lineup for a pretty long time, and we've kind of just grown with each other. And, you know, we all know our strengths and we weaknesses, and, you know, we know what we can do. We don't push ourselves, and 
we kind of just go with the flow, and it seems to work out. <laughs> and sometimes when you play poor competition, sometimes it's harder to get up for those games. How have you guys been able to get up for those games and not even, I guess, slip up in a set, as I said before? No, you're totally right. Those are sometimes arguably the harder games where it's yeah. like you have to make yourself be focused and more in the game than you are in harder games. Um, I think we really just buckle down to the uh, nitty-gritty and go back to the basics, you know, base release, and then uh, go from there, and it seems to work out. And that rapport you have between teammates that you've had, you've built over the last four years, like you and Ali Fezco, that rapport, you know where you're going to be before you even look. And how, like developing that, that, that has to be um, so cool to see that come to fruition over the years. Especially with your team, you have an ability in the final, to the first point to the final point, doesn't matter the competition, to be supporting each other from the bench. And that bench is so important in the game. Speak to how feeding off each other throughout the course of the game really helps your team excel. Oh, 100%. Well, you know, I always say volleyball is probably one of the most team sports that it can be. Um, you're really kind of helpless in the game. You can only touch the ball once. Um, and, you know, you really got to rely on your teammates. You really got to um, talk. Communication's huge in volleyball. Um, I think really just our connection for three, three years coming now has just led up to us being so successful. Over the last few years, the Coach Fed has really helped you grow as a player, as a leader. Can you explain how she's helped you grow in that role? I owe Amanda so much. Um, I have known her since my freshman year, and um, just being in the gym with her, she has created, made me such an amazing volleyball player, and I, she's like my uh, Obi-Wan. <laughs> I owe her so yeah. much. She's the best. Um, you know, just like getting down to the footwork and like where my hands need to be in mid-game, mid I can look over and she already knows what I'm thinking halfway through. So it's really that just connection that I have with my coach that I really, really cherish. Well, Luke, um, as, as you're approaching this playoff run, any different than in years past as a senior? Um, You know, I think coming into 3A, I... As a freshman, I was at South Bay and I was in 3A, and it looked a lot different than now. So, yeah. I mean, I kind of know what I'm going up against, but a lot of people have graduated since then. So, um, I think just really um, going back, like I said, to the nitty-gritty and knowing the basics. And I think as our team is really intimidating just based off the name, we can kind of, you know, intimidate people, yeah. push them around just by warm-ups because we really are legit like that in warm-ups. But... You know, I think it's just, um, I think it's just going to the basics and really knowing what you can do and not trying to stretch anything out too crazy in the, you know, section play. Well, Sydney, thank you for your time today. It's a great interview. Good luck the rest of the season. Thank you, guys. And you just heard from Sydney Jones. Alex has a good interview, and you can really see why she is such a good player on the team, such a good leader on this team, and why the team is so good because of players like her. Yeah. And we are really are fortunate to have her here at North and have her on the volleyball team as they continue their success as they play knock this Wednesday the 19th and that about that rounds out their conference schedule as that is senior night for them and they're heading on to playoffs. Now let's move on to girls soccer. Alex another undefeated conference season for them 12-0 and uh, just an incredibly dominant all year. Avonworth they beat 3 nothing and 2 nothing uh, against a, a very good opponent as well. They've been dominant. Uh, a lot of youth has really stepped up this year. And Simone Sharp has been unbelievable as a freshman. Uh, they don't have, really have that many seniors. I think I believe only three, three, three seniors: Brittany Cullen, uh, Laura McDonald, and and Elle McKenzie. And they've been absolutely remarkable in leading this team. Um, 
after losing seven seniors from last year's roster, including some that went on to D1 schools for soccer. And that's a tough leadership loss, and that's a tough player loss. Uh, but they, those seniors have really made up for it. And Coach Sharpless, who they have this year, has been remarkable at keeping this program's success at the highest level and beating Avalon. Yep. That was a big goal going into this year. And going into playoffs, sometimes you like, especially because you've been so dominant all year, you yep. might think you might like think that the team might not be motivated enough or not be able to get up for a lot of the games. But, but they lost in the championship last year to Avonworth, and they're still thinking about that. They're not going to rest until. They beat them three a third time in the championship game, which is when in which it'll probably come down to that the championship won't. game against Avonworth, depending uh, on seeding, depending on how it works. But North is so dominant. Avonworth has been dominant. Only two losses in conference, both to North, and these two teams will probably face each other off in the championship. And North, you know, they would want nothing uh, more than knocking off Avonworth oh, in the that'd championship. Be unbelievable at Highmark, that'd be. Incredible once again. After losing them to yep. the Wibble Championship and in states last yes, year. Yes, and in states. And you beat them twice the regular season, but the regular season only means as much as what you put forth in the playoffs, truly. Um, that, the whole regular season is building up to the seeding for playoffs. And obviously, depending on seeding, who knows what side of the bracket both these teams uh, will be on, whether they face each other early on in the playoffs or if they face each other. It wouldn't be early on because they're both high seeds. But if they face each other before they get to the finals, that would be another tremendous contest, and we'll be sure to keep you aware of that as we progress. But the team has really been led by their youth, and Coach Sharpless has had a tremendous impact on this team. For more on that, let's hear from Lily Carsman. We're here with North Catholic girls soccer player Lily Carsman. Lily, thank you for taking the time to talk to us. Thank you for having me. Well, to start off, Lily, congrats on the section win, and as of now, undefeated in conference play. How is the team able to be so dominant throughout the entire season? Um, I think our team is able to be so dominant because we've had a lot of practices and team activities that have helped like strengthen our team. And then we have our seniors this year, which have been able to help lead us. And even though we have like a new coach, I think that we've been able to be so dominant. We have like a lot of talent on the team as well. And so we all work well together and get along. So I think that plays a big role in it. After losing to Avonworth last year in the championship, how much did that motivate you against them this year to be able to go out 2-0 against them, winning 3-0 and 2-0? Well, yeah, so they, Avonworth has always been like our section rivals, so it's very nice that we've gotten to win against them both times this year. And, and we practiced hard for those games, and it's a good comeback to beat them both times this year. After losing as many senior contributors as you did from last season how have you been able to rebuild and re and not only rebuild but reload and even be better you're as good if not better than you were last year and to match last year's success but to surpass it how is how's that happen even when losing that many seniors yeah so we lost a lot of seniors a lot of senior starters too that played a big role and I think that a lot of our seniors this year even though we only have three our team's pretty young but they really stepped up and so I think like as a junior, I've been able to be have more of a leadership role too, and so I think that everyone's just wants to win, and so we're all working hard to make it back to Whitfield Championship. How has first year head coach uh, Sharpless helped you? Helped, I guess, through leadership and coaching, helped pave the way for your guys' success this year. Well, I think Coach Sharpless has really helped us. He helped get us some practices over the summer and really work as a team. And I think that, like his leadership, he really takes it seriously and really works pushes us hard so he really likes our team and 
has a lot of faith in us. I think it's helpful to know that like your coach has a lot of faith in you. And something that the team has lacked in recent years, um, especially over your time here, is coaching consistency. Like head coaches, you're on uh, several head coaches now, but now Coach Sharpless, you have, Simone's on the team as his daughter, and hopefully you might have him for, and the program might have him for years to come. Uh, you, he's he's going to be back next year. Yes. And so <laughs> having that co- consistency and knowing that you have a, a coach that has faith in you that's going to be there, that has to do wonders for your confidence, right? Oh, yes. I think that the can him, he's very involved in our program, and he wants to come back and keep helping us win so I think that's very helpful especially like this he's my third coach within my three years that's here. Unbelievable. so yes it is but I mean it's different seeing how every coach like coaches you and I really like his coaching style and what he's yeah. doing for our team and it's working out very well oh, absolutely so. <laughs> it certainly is yes with being able to go undefeated in conference and the second best team you guys beat two nothing three nothing how confident is this team going into the playoffs um I feel like we are fairly confident but you know I mean not too confident that we want to lose an easy game. So, Cautiously optimistic. Yes, yes. So I'll, I hope that we're going to keep winning, but not too confident. I mean, any team is going to be good that we're going to play in the playoffs. So want to keep keep our work up. So Absolutely. And, Lily, you've had a tremendous season yourself, and we're looking forward to possibly broadcasting your playoff game next Monday, your first one at J.C. Stone. And so – We're looking forward to that, and keep up the great work, and good luck in the playoffs. Thank you, guys. And you just heard from Lily Karstman, and we appreciate her interview, and she was fantastic and has had a fantastic year. And we look forward to seeing what they're going to be able to do the rest of this season. And we'll we'll keep you aware of that as we move along. Yep, now let's move on to boys' soccer, Alex. Uh, They squeaked into the playoffs at a 6-5-1 conference record, finishing up the season with a win against Armstrong last night, 3-1. Uh, overall, they were seven, six, and three. They played Central Catholic out of conference and they lost to them. I don't, don't remember exactly who they beat out of conference because they won one out of conference game. Can't remember exactly what it was, but it's been an up and down year. A lot of yep. inconsistencies in who was in the lineup. A lot of uh, a lot of problems that kind of led to this team having just an inconsistent year. But they can all wipe that wipe that out in the playoffs. No, it's it's been a tough year for them. There's been a lot of ups and downs. They've battled through a lot of different things throughout the year, and they found themselves in the playoffs. And you use the word squeaked in. I think that's the right word. Um, really has been a lot of ups and downs, but the team has battled. Marcus Kurtz, um, Rosario Alessandro, Andre Giannata, some of the leaders on this team, Devin Pascal, among others, have really tried to step up and steer this team into the playoffs, which they have. And for that, the season is a success. Um, especially moving up um, to 3A like they have, coming from 2A last year when they were runners-up against Quaker Valley. And it's been a tumultuous year, but I think overall it's been a growing year for the program. And going into next year, I think you're going to have the opportunity for the Trojans to really come into their own. They've had a lot of injuries this year as well. Francisco Smith's out for the rest of the season, and Fran has been fantastic throughout this year. Uh, Ryan Chance, he's been in and out of the lineup with injuries as well, and he's but he, when he's in the lineup, he's been fantastic, as um, as we know, and so many others that have struggled with injuries throughout this year. And now you're going into playoffs. You lose Dylan Shield coming in uh, since his first year. Micah can't play as well this year uh, going into the playoffs. So you're losing a lot of players going into play a good probably 
Plumber Thomas Jefferson team. They got to embrace the underdog mentality. Like they did last year. Yep. They were the nine seed going into the playoffs last year. I think this year they're going to be the 15 seed. And they upset every team on their way to the first seed last season. And now it's obviously a much different team. But who knows what can happen? It's the playoffs, Ryan. Yep, you never know. Uh, a lot of upsets in playoffs all the time, especially in high school sports. Because they yep. did meet Mars. Mars is one of the better teams. They, they was 9-3 in conference. They beat Mars 3-2 uh, to two in a game, which was probably their best game of the year. And they played Kiski close throughout this year. They've, they played a lot of teams close there in the playoffs. And they can really beat anybody. And crazier things have happened. So we'll, we'll see what happens. Yep, we will. And let's talk a little about hockey, Ryan. Um, as we head into game number three tonight against North Hills on Tuesday the 18th, which is the day we're recording it right now. And it's going to be a great matchup, Ryan. You could talk a little about North Hills this year. They've, they've played well coming into their third game of the year as well. This is their second game. Second I game. So they played one uh, game. They beat Quaker Valley in overtime, five to four. They got a, a lot of good players, so it should be a good game. And they didn't graduate many people from last year's roster. North, as we know, graduated 13 from last year's senior team. And it's been a great start for the Trojans already. And as they two weeks ago, they played McDowell, and they beat McDowell 5-4 to four in a avenging victory of last year's defeat in the playoffs. And then Blackhawk last week on the 11th, in which North beat Blackhawk 7 to nothing in a Tremendous victory um, in which Blackhawk never really had a chance to breathe in that matchup as five minutes in. Yours truly on the other side of the mic got the fir first goal of the game and he got another one later, two assists as well. Um, six points on the – is that six points on the year for you, Ryan? Yes. Six points. Um, just a small percentage of what it's going to be at the end of the year. But it's been a great start for the Trojans. And tonight's broadcast will be on the North Catholic Sports Network. If you have not seen the broadcast – well, they're all cataloged on the North Catholic Sports Network, and um, I'll be on the call along with Callie Martis and Alex Jackson who will be calling his first hockey game, and we're happy to have both of them along um, for the broadcast ton tonight as Callie will be doing play-by-play -play in her first time doing play-by-play, -play, and it'll be, it'll be great. Alex is giving up his post for this game. <laughs> we're going we'll go in a little rotation here. We got three. We'll, we, we got another – if Central will be broadcasting the Central game as well. Hopefully we get a home playoff game. And uh, we'll, we'll do a little rotation going on the rest of the year's games. So it'll be good. And girls tennis, they they just completed their season. And girls tennis, they lost in the playoffs 3-2 to two in their matchup. And it was a tremendous year for the girls tennis team. Katie Hardy, even in the playoff match, went on a three-and-a-half-hour match, Ryan. That's a professional-level match, and as a sophomore, she's had a fantastic year. And Annabelle Polowitz, who's had a great career at North on the tennis team, that she is concluding her senior season. Um, and the girls' tennis team, under the leadership of Coach Sean Malone, has really grown into something and a force to be reckoned with within the Whippeal, just in his short time manning the program. And for boys' tennis coming up in the spring, it's it's been a formidable force now. It's, it's going to be exciting, and for the girls, it's only going to get better next year. And at Open House, there were like 10 girls that signed up to sign up for uh, Open House coming into the f upcoming year. And boys, not as much, not as much for the boys, but that pro program will go as well as the success of both continues. Um, and with that, that's about it 
all we got to cover today, girls basketball and boys basketball. That's starting up soon here, Ryan, as we'll be talking about that coming up too. Yes, we will. Is uh, Elena Rocco committed to Harvard? Uh, yes. So two uh, D1 commits on the North Catholic girls basketball roster. Daisha Lewandowski is committed Akron. to Akron, yep. and then uh, Elena's committed to Harvard. And there might be more to come. There might be more to come on that roster, as that team is going to be fantastic coming into this year. Um, and we're looking forward to broadcasting those games and talking to the players and coaches as we get ready for that. The playoffs are upon us, Ryan. The best is yet to come for these teams as every team is playoff bound. Yeah, looking forward to more interviews and more podcasts as we continue through this school year. Hopefully some nice playoff wins. Uh, that ends our podcast. Another good one, Alex. Uh, thank you all for listening. Remember, we are your one-stop podcast for everything North Catholic Athletics. <laughs>